Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Comic Geek Roundtable. I am your host, Tom Van Orden. Joining me today are editor-in-chief, R.C. Byler. Hi. Can I not look at you at all, like, when you do intro stuff? Like, you just freeze up entirely. I know. I'm just, it's stage fright, okay? I'm worried about impressing you. And uh, some jackass, Adam Houck. Hey. I'm just kidding. That is uh, managing editor, Adam Houck. Hey. Still the same person. What, uh... <laughs> What you got going on on over there, buddy? I was just reading comic by Overwatch. I've never heard and of And looking at our articles on the website. <laughs> I've never actually heard of that game. Overwatch, have you ever heard of it? <laughs> What's an Overwatch? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I assume... Is it like Battleborn? All right, well... People, I actually hear Battleborn is the better game. Well, Battleborn is more interesting because it has single player. Yeah, that's true. Uh, which, I mean, Overwatch can have single player. It could just be singly you and no no friends and just it, it not could be good. also be so normal for you, Adam. Shut up. Oh, burn! It could also be single player in that you join a team that plays nothing but the same character as you. That's actually the comic I'm reading because it's about uh, competitive mode. Oh yeah, and uh, everyone is Reaper. It's the new Control Delete. Sorry, made me think about this. So I was reading. Um, People talking about how to apply minimalism to video games. Oh, for fuck's sake. No, 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 no. And someone was talking about, like, playing Mini Metro. Uh-huh. And someone else was like, well, yeah, it, I know. I've been playing way too much Counter-Strike. It's definitely not that minimalist. And I was like, yes, it is. And in my head, I'm like, yes, it is. Everyone just plays D-Dust 2 forever. <laughs> <laughs> Dust 2 forever. Fuck like, that, that's, well, like, that's the one thing for, like, Overwatch that kind of annoys me, how people can, like, be the same characters on the team. While it's both good and bad, like, you can have an entire, like, I was watching an episode of a, a Steam Train, Game Grumps affiliate, hmm. and, uh... <laughs> All six of them were Bastion, which is like he's like this uh, this robot guy, mm-hmm. and one of his mode is he can turn into uh, an Im- immobile turret, and he's very effective in turret mode. And they were doing a uh, assault type game, which like you had to move the car uh, to the objective point. So one of them just uh, posted on the on the car as a turret, and just like just was like, "Hey, now we're a tank." <laughs> I wish I was a tank. Yeah. Yeah. That's Bastion's ultimate. It's a tank. Is it? Yeah, he turns into a little tank and just fires bombs. Gross. Yeah, um, I have to admit, uh, the summer sale came up, and I have not been playing any Battleborn at all, so I am probably part of the problem. Probably. Because, like, just... they're, they're, apparently the community is, like, already fucking dead in that oh, wow. game. Uh, yeah. well, it's, it's, just, it's just, like, Overwatch is just overbearing. Yeah, and they're I'm not sorry. even the same Oops. fucking game. They're not even close. But like, they're not. Yeah. And like, people are like, oh yeah, you show Battleborn ripped off Overwatch or vice versa. And I'm like, no, they're like two different games, two genres. But it's cool. Uh, what I have been doing is playing an absurd amount of Prison Architect. Still, um, that that is an interesting and in depth game. Sad, actually. Yeah, I I read it. I uh, I read a thing, and it was very true. It's um. The more correctly you play Prison Architect, the more it turns into like a horror game. Because it's just, it's so sad, like how you, I mean, have to imprison your fellow man. I yeah, guess. it's all about yeah. how, how efficiently <laughs> and orderly you can keep them. Not yeah. to mention that like super interesting like mafia story going on in the background while you're trying to keep the power on and people from rioting and killing each other. Yeah, I actually beat the campaign. Yeah? Yeah. The, was it satisfying? It was, yeah. Um, it was optimistic at the end. Which was nice. Uh, and then when I got in the sandbox mode, I was like, ah, optimism. Build an execution chamber. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the first thing you built. Supermax. He, I was like, he built a, just a series of uh, cells, each one having its own execution chamber. Yeah. <laughs> was, it, uh, was it gas, electrocution, or other? Uh, it's all electrocution. I don't think you can do gas. I don't I'm think that's sure allowed. You can do gas. I don't know. I'd have to look at no, it. No, I don't even mean in the game. I just mean, in like, real, I don't oh think... Oh, yeah, well... Oh, you, I don't I mean, think, like, an actual a prison can do that in America. Like, or like, lethal injection. Yeah, most... Yeah, you can do lethal injection. Yeah. Most places different. in America, you can't do the, even the electric chair anymore. Yeah. So, like, the only way to kill somebody is... Uh, lethal injection. With, uh, Firing squad. Oh. Ooh, hey, I can you get... imagine you could do that in the game? I can get Street Fighter Five on Steam. No. I know. So you'll God get the Steam sale? sale. Yeah. The other thing I uh, played uh, was Elder Scrolls Online. Which, oh, oh yeah, you were playing that. Uh, which I will say uh, is better as a full release than it, I thought it was when I played it in beta. Um, Why is that? Because uh, the combat feels the meatier, I guess is the word I would want to use. Like it, Your actual hits and your abilities and stuff have some weight behind them. 
um, instead of in the beta, it was very floaty and MMO like. Mm. So like, but now it's like actually like you actually feel like your knife is connecting with Adam's face when you swing at him. Thank you for that wonderful graphic. Oh shit! I can get Bioshock Infinite for seven fifty. Oh my god! The entire store is on sale. Yes, that is how Steam sales work. No, I know. I'm just looking at like what is on sale. Don't get Bioshock Infinite. It's a terrible game. Yeah, uh, I, I, I heard it wasn't. I, Zero out of ten. I actually lied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was really dumb, and I bought a game on the Steam sale. I say yeah. dumb because I have so many games I still need to beat. And get, um, yes, get, for get the seven. fuck away from me. <laughs> yeah, you were also the person who's like, I'm going to try and beat all my games. Um, so I checked out that website, uh, How Long to Beat, I think it is. Yeah. Um, trying to figure out how long. Um, and a lot of my games, because they have multiplayer components, are like very skewed, it seems. Unbeatable. Yeah. Well, no, no. Like, like for literally for Counter Strike, it listed like fifty hours. Like, you can't beat Counter Strike. You're I right. See. You and I both know that. Okay. Well. Um. But yeah, I was just kind of looking through that. Uh. But the game I bought was Project Zomboid. Um. Which is very difficult. Yeah. Because it, it's like, Ooh. Minecraft has zombies. Right. And like, you need to build the house. And if you build the house, you'll probably be pretty fine. You know, you can survive the night and stuff. Project Zomboid, like. Literally, the beginning of the game, it opens with text saying, this is the story of how you died. <laughs> like, there is, this is all just a lead up to how long you can survive. It's And the answer is usually not very long. Yeah, I need it's to... It's almost like a roguelite, except for you don't gain benefit from your previous life. Because I've played, the Minecraft that I've played has almost exclusively been on our server. Yeah. I have to ask, is the inventory thing where it'll show you, like... Type in this to make this. Is that a that standard is, part of Minecraft? No. That's not. Okay. Because I feel like Project Zomboid needs that because I am struggling to figure out how to make anything. Like, it told, like it said I needed a first aid kit, and I was just, like, running around trying to figure out, like, I like, found gauze, and I found, uh, <laughs> I found cotton balls, and I'm just like, what do I do? I found gauze, I found cotton balls, and I found antiseptic alcohol. I don't know what to do. Because hmm. it's like, it literally, it'll tell you, it's like, you have a scratch along your chest. This requires medical attention. Like, I, I like games that really take, like, a real-life, uh, like, stance, uh, like, actual injuries. Like, in, in DayZ, like, if you fall from a ladder too high, you break your leg. Yeah. And then you have um, to fucking crawl everywhere. Yeah, no, there's, a, there's, a, there's a little bit of that to this. Um, if you pick it up, they actually have multiplayer. Uh, you can actually form servers on that as well. Cool. Yeah. Try to convince Tom he won't do it. Try not to get killed by zombies. Okay, I'm probably buying some things on this uh, summer sale. While you have a, <laughs> I can get, I can get the first, I can get the first two Witchers for a combined total of four dollars. You couldn't wait to do that later, buddy. <laughs> More to the point, yeah, that sale does go on until tomorrow. No, I know. Uh, I'm just looking at it right and now. And also, that was the other thing, uh, but that had nothing to do with the Steam sale. I had, I finally beat The Witcher two. Oh yeah, and I started, Pretty good, isn't it? he beat its credit sequence too. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> Well, Although, wait, wasn't that the one you figured out halfway through? Yeah, halfway through that, if you cl- were held down the mouse button, it went faster. So, have you have you beaten uh, Halo Reach's credit sequence? No, because you can't beat that. I know that's the point. It's supposed to be depressing. I have finally beaten that. I mean, that was a while ago. I guess like almost a year at this point, but I did finally do it after like a three or four year yeah, delay. Yeah, you, you beat your head against the wall for like four days straight to do it. But yeah, I enjoyed that game. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, I will say it was probably the the easiest legendary run I've ever done. Really? Oh, really? You don't think yeah. so? You don't think uh, ODST uh, no. was easier? See, that's the thing. Like, you and I on opposites. Like, that was my worst legendary run. I think ODST was way easier on uh, legendary no, than it was. you... <laughs> I didn't like ODST. Sorry, you couldn't see the look I just gave, but I just, like... <laughs> I'm in shock at you that you uh, think ODST was easier. I do. All the right. uh, the DMR solved every problem in, uh, in Halo Reach's uh, legendary campaign. You killed... That's true. You killed yeah. brutes in two shots. You shot them in the helmet, you shot them in the face, they died. And yet, that was it. And yet, actually, the one thing I usually, because um, when I played online, everyone's just all about the DMR. However, I went in with the Covenant Carbine and got like twice as many kills it's as people the, using DMR. I mean, DMR. it's the same fucking gun, but. Well, the Covenant Carbine is. N- no, it's. That's one, no, 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 the one goes bang, bang. The other one goes. Pew, no, the Covenant Carbine has like a three, is like three times faster rate of fire than the DMR. Well, does. it doesn't matter because I use them both in the same way as a single shot weapon. Yeah. I, uh, what I ended up doing was the t- those were the two weapons I gave. Uh, deference to when I was playing the campaign. I was like, okay, I need to either have a DMR or have a carbine, and then I'm good to go. And I did. I beat it. I beat the legendary campaign for Reach in like uh, less than a week. But yeah, so anyway, so back to what I was talking about. Um, the Witcher 2, I finally beat that, and I beat its, its credit scene. Um, and then I started playing The Witcher 3, and it is a completely different game. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's not the same at all. Dude, I, I uh, love Witcher it, 3. It suffers from, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Open world disorder. 
It is an open. It's <laughs> yeah. It's so good though. Don't like. It's a very good game, but it is. It's an open world game. I'm currently like, working on every uh, other fucking thing in the world that is an open world game now. On the latest DLC, the Blood and Wine DLC. I was mad at myself because I did not pick up the season pass mm. when I had money. Uh, thinking I was like, ah, the Steam sale will be coming up. They'll probably discount the season pass. They sure did not do that. Oh shit! <laughs> um, did you did you happen to see like all the free? They have like seventeen free DLCs, yeah. mm-hmm. yep. like for the like it's like add-ons, like alternate uh, costumes, cards for Gwent, um, hairstyles Gwent. for Geralt, just that like game. small stuff like that, and hmm. crossbows. That game's beta starts soon, by the way. Gwent. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I did hear that they were doing that. Speaking of, uh, you said about open world games. There was a, I'll have to find it. There was an article on GameSpot uh, where they had leaked uh, screenshots and stuff from a canceled Daredevil open world game from back in 2003. Oh. Was it have something to do with the movie? I think it, it looked like it was more like, the look is more like the comic, uh-huh. but I think, yeah, they were trying to get it out around the same time as the movie, you know, to build on that hype, Thank but it was God they didn't. <laughs> yeah, I saw that video posted, but I didn't actually watch it. Yeah. yeah. I think I think if they were to work on it and release it now, it would be a fucking hit. Uh, well. well, that's the thing. Like, again, I think it was based on the comics and not on the movie, so, like, I don't think if they made one now, it was going to be based on the uh, well, no, I'm, TV I'm, show. No, no, but it's it's like... It's like because they were trying to release it for the movie, yeah. they were trying to build off the hype of the movie. Oh, okay. You're saying to do if they do and it now, that movie was awful. Didn't so if they did it now, build off the hype of an super clearly superior TV I've, show. I've gone movie. back and I've watched that movie, and there are so many bad things, but there are like a couple like um, Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin. Oh yeah, really was he was a good guy. He uh yeah, but he still falls. Farrell. He still falls his second favorite Kingpin at this point. Yeah, that's in front of. Vincent DeFerno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio is uh really really good. He I really like that he always um he always seemed to be like I mean, I'm sure it's part of the character, but uh he always seemed like 3 seconds from just completely unhinging. That's absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like he's like like a lot of like inhales and like can stunted we, move uh speaking and like stuff like that can yeah. we talk about season two like no it's been out. we cannot no i have not finished oh here's everything that happens i'll kill you how far did you get though uh nope absolutely not I all don't, right i don't want to even begin to talk about it because the, the problem is if i say oh yeah i was at episode two or whatever you will misremember every this happens to every that's person that's probably true you what will happens? misremember what is episode two and yeah. then tell me something that happens in episode three and i'll be like well fuck why do i even watch it now well, there's this guy called the Punisher. Uh, what? <laughs> I, I, I Did have you know watched, that there's this guy called Daredevil? I have watched enough of the show to tell you that John Bernthal is my Punisher. Over Thomas Jane? Yes. Really? They're well, such different uh, characters. They, to be fair, Thomas I, Jane plays in a different way than John Bernthal to does. To be fair, it probably has a lot to do with the fact that I already knew I liked John Bernthal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, you because you watched him on The Walking Dead. Yeah, I watched him uh, in in the Pacific. Well, I just watched that movie a couple months ago, uh, the, the original Punisher with Thomas Jane. Right. And well, it wasn't the first Punisher. They had one in the eighties. Yes, but, yes, yes. Sorry, yeah. the first good Punisher movie. There you go. <laughs> the only good Punisher movie. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, no, Robert really likes Warzone. It's his top. I've five never favorite. seen that one, but anyway, <laughs> I uh, so I was I watch it and I realize like that one plays quite a bit closer to the comic book one, whereas I feel John Bernthal definitely fits in in the, the Marvel, Marvel Cinematic, Cinematic Universe. Exactly. Okay, I can agree with that. And apparently, he's supposed to get his own TV show now, mm-hmm. which is as I wanted. But again, I have to finish watching Daredevil uh, to really say that. Like, Sorry. I'm just going to say this. I finished season two finally, and I loved it. I thought I it was great. You. And I'm very excited for the – because they have the, now the Luke tra- the Luke Cage trailer. Oh, like an actual trailer uh, on out? Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix right now. Okay, I saw a teaser. I haven't seen the actual trailer. Well, it was. I might, it might have been the teaser. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. But it is on it is on Netflix. And, and they're filming uh, Iron Fist right now. Yes, I love Iron Fist. I don't know anything about Iron Nor Fist. Nor do I. Okay. Well, then Sorry, I know like I know enough based on what is happening. Like I don't know anything about the backstory other than what is happening for the production of this one. Right. Um, and then we've got Jessica Jones season two and the Defenders coming out. I don't care about any of it. Jessica, I do. Jessica Jones is probably all like. Um, I like Jessica Jones. I'm also, really excited to see Luke Cage because I liked him. In, oh no, I'm sorry. I meant anything that was not Luke Cage. Oh, okay. uh, I really liked him too. <laughs> the only th- the only way that that could have been better would have uh, been um, if we had. Uh, Isaiah Mustafa, who was petitioning for the role, but I digress. Um, that's, right. That scene, Jessica Jones, when he was fighting her, 
yeah. uh, near the end. And like she hides, she hides in that room, and I'm oh, just like, man. I'm just like, he's gonna come through the wall. He's gonna, he's yeah, gonna he come term, right he through the wall. He's Terminator style yeah. through the wall. I'm just like, come on, you know that's gonna happen. I I love when they fought because it was like the uh, it was like unstoppable force, immovable object kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like he's basically immortal, and like she is like ridiculously strong. Luke Cage in the, on the streets. So Luke Cage in the sheets. <laughs> so like. So like I just love I love that that it was like it's like why it's like essentially like Superman fighting against Wonder Woman it's like two deities going toe to toe for basically no reason to break other than uh, probably more closer than, well I mean in terms of gender yeah but in terms of just not dyingness it's Superman and Darkseid just like well no because Jessica Jones can absolutely die yeah that's true she is hella vulnerable she's just really strong she's hella people yeah she is sure she's is a person <laughs> and multiple peoples yeah anyway we're gonna go ahead and take a break um when we come back from our advertisements we're going to talk about our comicgeek.tv articles for the week Hi, this is Tom from Common Geek. DreamHost is a great service to host your website. They have hosted over 1.5 million websites since 1997. We spoke with DreamHost user Emily O'Neill from Lancaster. Her website, thenecrotarium.com, is unique. Basically, it's uh, I sell bones and skulls and all sorts of cleaned animal byproducts. Uh, a lot of people want it for like earrings, necklaces, um, little nichos, and like shadow boxes. While Emily couldn't remember exactly who recommended DreamHost to her, she did remember getting up and running to be very easy. I don't ever recall anything in my setup that was like tedious or problematic or anything. I just it just kind of happened, and I was like, mm, yeah, okay, here's my server, and here's my name, and everything's good, and now I'm going to start uploading pictures of dead animals. DreamHost stays out of your way, so you can focus on doing what you love, even if it stands out. Something Emily can understand. They think that it's really weird and eventually think it's cool. You win them over. Exactly. Win people over to your unusual hobby by going to comicgeek.tv slash affiliates and clicking the link for DreamHost to get started. DreamHost, the best web host for selling bones or whatever it is you want to showcase online. And welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that lovely DreamHost ad. I know I sure did. What? Nothing. I didn't say that. No, it's fine. <laughs> Sorry, you looked at, you looked at me. I can't, I can't say things. I can't be quiet. <laughs> You, you just really can't do anything. Well, this would be so much better when we're not in the same room. Yeah. Aw, buddy. That's sad. Burr. So we're going to wiggle on through. I don't know why we're wiggling, but we're... Uh, wiggle, 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 wiggle. Yeah. Leave. Uh, we're going <laughs> to talk about our the articles that we're posting on the website this week. There is not a ton to talk about, and some of these things we're going to kind of skim over very quickly, but uh, they are all important information nonetheless. Our good friend Matt Lee in the booth... Hey! Wrote a uh, an article about the division, a game that I am the only one at this table who has played. I've watched it being played. I've watched you specifically play it. That's right, RC. You are living vicariously through me playing video games. All of my, yeah, all of my, like you know, a good seventy percent of my video gaming is experienced vicariously through you. When I move, I'm going to have to start streaming every time I play games. So you, uh, I'd watch. That'd it. be great. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. I'm now, then getting RC, on to bang out a couple of level, levels of Rogue Legacy, and, and Robert's just like, "Oh yay!" He won't feel as alone anymore. Oh, buddy, we're all alone. Always. Okay. Well, anyway, Hello, so um, they have new friend. DLC that just came out. Um, that's going to add um a whole bunch of challenges and um other bug fixes and boring stuff. Um, it's called the underground. <laughs> the underground. <laughs> So it's basically, I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's basically it's adding dungeons to a third-person shooter. The more Sweet rave parties. Yeah. More LZs where people can camp at and throw grenades when your whole team gets there. Uh, that's literally never happened to me because I play alone. You. I am, never I am, happened to you. I'm a lone wolf. Also. Oh, my God. Fucking, I'm sorry to interject, but this is just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Uh, years ago when I was playing Halo more religiously, there was a... The there was plan. there was a group there was a group in Halo that called themselves the Lone Wolves Clan, and I'm just like that is just the bit the the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, so it's basically it's just going to be adding dungeons, new incursions, and all sorts of fun stuff like that. See, the thing of it is, is that's never happened to me, and I never play on a team, and I've also never been out of the first uh, Dark Zone because they terrify me. I don't I don't ever want to go anywhere near them. Is that, but it's that's not where like it's there are horror creatures player, right? in there. Huh? That's where it's players versus players. Yeah, that's players. the PvP zone. Oh, um, you see, so you just like you just like no, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go anywhere near it. And what's there. Funny, 
be dragons. Well, the thing of it is, is not only is that where the PvP element is, that's also where the elite mobs hang out. Oh. So, like, if you want to go in there and spawn good equipment, or in uh, camp good equipment, that's where you go. But the problem is, if you can't extract your equipment fast enough, uh, you don't get to keep it. Might as well just say, uh, just have a giant sign that says, Death here, please come. Yeah. So, I uh, I have avoided the Dark Zone up until this point. I went in there one or, one or two times. I successfully extracted a single piece of equipment. And uh, as I did that, a bunch of players came and killed some elite mobs. They were like a pack of like three of them. And I was by myself and I was like, fuck this, I'm out of here. <laughs> I like took a few pot shots at them and then I just turned around and ran. That that just like reminds me of like every uh, game like that. I think I did something like that in Skyrim where I was in an area where I was just horribly underleveled for. And so I'm just sneaking around trying not to die so I can just get out. Try not to die. Yeah. So yeah, um, I will probably wind up playing all of this crap uh, because I really, really, really like The Division. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I like those kind of grindy, uh, those kind of grindy, what are they called? Um, RPGs? Yeah, but what is, what is the name of the specific game? I'm, Destiny. Sorry. Jesus. How did I forget that? Uh, uh, it's like those kind of grindy Destiny. Destiny-like games. Yeah. That's like, exactly what The Division is. Like a real-time action RPG. <clears throat> yeah. Well, no, because it's guns. It's the first-person shooter. Um, third person in the case of The Division. It's kind of... But I mean, like, it's... You still level your character. You still get mm-hmm. loot drops. You get... The main difference, I would say, between Destiny and um, The Division is that the De- Destiny's gear is a little bit more interesting because yeah. it's not burdened by reality right that so, is, yeah that yeah. is true yeah so like the division is like this gun uh deals shock damage because it has a taser and you're like oh that's kind of cool and then but in like destiny it's like this gun literally throws lightning that is <laughs> there is a gun that does that actually yeah. uh one of my favorite heavy weapons is called the Zalo supercell it is basically a uh, j- bigger version of the spartan laser from halo mm-hmm. and it ricochets off walls so oh. it's just a giant laser that murders everything it touches <laughs> and whereas i'm here playing the division and it's like I have a shotgun with dragon's breath, so it shoots fire. Yay! <laughs> like, um, uh, does the vision have like a skill tree? Yeah. Uh, the way you level up skills is weird. Um, you have to complete missions, and you get um, supplies for your base, mm-hmm. and then you turn around and you use those supplies to buy certain upgrades for the base that give you certain skills. Hmm. Yeah, so it's not, not my kind of game. I don't think huh? so. Not my kind of game. Oh, I mean, is there like a diverse set of skills that like people yeah. can have like different, completely different? Okay, yeah, I, I, I might variety. check it out a little more because like, I, I do, I do feel like it's probably one of those games that there is definitely like an optimal way to go, but yeah, I it mean, also doesn't matter. It's, I mean, and you've you know this too because it's like the same in Destiny. Like there are various amounts of like different skills that you can pick in Destiny, but like for each class, there is like one optimal thing. Yeah, I actually really stopped. I fell off playing Destiny like immediately after I started playing it. Yeah, because I was just like, it's fun, but it's once not. you reach a certain point, it gets like super grindy. Yeah, but like I've been, I've I jumped back into it again. And I've been having a fair amount of fun. It's still, I I never would, I would never claim that it was not a fun game. It's just not like when I'm sitting like so. So I'm sitting here at the table with my arms crossed, going, "Hmm, I want to play a game." Destiny never pops in my head. Hmm. So if I'm gonna go fire up the PlayStation. I'm like, oh, I'll play Uncharted. So besides Minecraft, because I think that's like by and far the one you keep coming back to, uh-huh. is there a game you can think of that you continually come back to? Like, does it could be recent even, but I'm just thinking in the long term, Minecraft's the one I think of the most for you. Yeah, um, I do continually uh, come back to Skyrim. I would probably say I don't do it. I don't do it like a lot. Like, like it's usually like in like year long spans, but it'll mm-hmm. be like. Man, I could really go to play some Skyrim right now, and then I just. So, how do you feel about the HD remaster? I'm a little bit confused uh, as to why that needed to exist for PC, but I mean, hey, we get it for free. I get it for free. You do? Yeah, because I bought the I got the uh, legendary uh, edition of Skyrim oh. on PC. So, legend people who want the legendary or collector's edition get it the remaster for free. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, no, it's super nice. Okay, well, I'm uh, I, I'm okay with it now. I actually still uh, haven't even finished the main quest of Skyrim. Oh, I have. I be, I've beaten... I never have. I've played Skyrim so much. Uh, the only thing that is Skyrim-related that I have not beaten 
is I did not beat the Dragonborn DLC. Really? Yep. Why not? Uh, just time. Like I just okay. It, it came a, out. It's it a very out, good DLC. It came out just as I was kind of falling off playing Skyrim the first time, mm-hmm. and then by the time I started playing Skyrim the second time, I was playing it on PC and I had to start over again. And then starting over in Skyrim means another forty-five hours of play because <laughs> you're just like. I mean, it doesn't actually happen. Like, you could just beeline right to the DLC. But, like, I was kind of... I wanted to play Skyrim, so I fucked around a whole bunch. Yeah, I mean, you could beeline to the DLC and, like, just level all of your stuff up. Because console commands are super nice. That's true. But I don't ever... The, like, that. that's the thing, like, too. Like, um, I ran into people who would, like, play Borderlands like that. They'd be like, yeah, we got we downloaded a hack and we put ourselves at max level. Like, and I was like, ah, that, to me, that's not that fun. Well, like, uh, when I, because I, I had Skyrim for the Xbox also and leveled up Enchanting and Alchemy the whole way in that. So when I got the PC version, I just console command those to max because I already did it. I don't want to do it again because it's literally the worst. Yeah, I wish that they had done crafting skills better. I mean, Oblivion, you just do it and you get it. Like, it's super easy. Yeah, they they simplified a lot of things in Skyrim, but at the same time, they made some of them worse. Um, I will never say that Oblivion is a better game, though. I, I Skyrim I is a be, much better game than Oblivion. I. I absolutely love Skyrim. Yeah, Oblivion felt like okay. This is a kind of relative to say it, but like it felt more unrealistic uh, in in the terms of how you did things. From the little Skyrim. bit of familiarity I have between the two games and Elder Scrolls as a whole, Oblivion felt like a product of its time. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Skyrim seems to have a more on like the ability to longevity. It has more it's, longevity. It's, it's I mean it is. I always stop and I think about it every time I'm like, oh, I'm going to go replay some Skyrim. I'm like, holy fuck, that game came out like five years ago. Yeah, well, and I'm still yeah. sitting here playing it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like I said, I just remember playing Oblivion, and it feels like a near launch title for that generation of consoles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know, once they started figuring out the technology and stuff, Skyrim and, and other games. They knew how to use it right, and they had also figured out a few new things for user interface and skill trees and what people really wanted and will help give it longevity. What, I will say it is insane to me that they came out on the same console. Yeah, right? I mean, think about it this in that terms. Think about it this way, is that Oblivion had one of the first DLC things. Horse armor, if I remember correctly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was like a test. And so they figured out like what people wanted so they could build an entire new game that was built around being able to keep adding on and make people want to keep playing. Yeah. One, one of the... Really good job, I think. Like I said, despite it not being my type of game, I recognize that. One of like, the, the, the key differences that Skyrim did versus Oblivion that I really liked, the, just the use of spells on, on how, like, how your character used spells. Mm-hmm. In Skyrim, you have to equip it and it holds a hand slot. Oh. Whereas in Oblivion, I could have a sword and shield and just be like, spell, spell, like like punch, like punch for my fist with real, my sword fist. Could just you like, be a vampire in both? Yes. Yes. Good. Vampirism in Oblivion, I feel like, was probably a little bit better. Uh, I don't know. I mean, because they kind of built an entire DLC around vampirism in Skyrim. True. Yeah. Okay. So, sorry. Before, Giving you the best companion ever. Before that came out, being a vampire, there was no reason to be a vampire in Skyrim. Yeah. Like yeah. In, Oblivion, in Oblivion, you got really cool buffs. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were okay with going on at night, you got really cool buffs to being a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, That's sweet. Night the only sure. thing that being a vampire in Skyrim did is made you not be able to be a werewolf. And that yeah. sucks because being a werewolf is fucking awesome <laughs> was there uh either yeah. of those vampirism or werewolfism in morrowind anybody remember i um, don't, I don't believe so i have no idea well uh, vampirism played, might be i never played morrowind really yep never played it uh, i just remember playing that a little bit or maybe i was watching someone at the time play it on the original xbox yeah i think morrowind was their first uh 3d one i think so uh yeah that, i mean like true 3d probably yeah yeah, yeah true think. 3d but yeah like for like skyrim because i don't know if you know robert because in skyrim the the first dlc uh called Dawnguard, like you mm-hmm. uh learn about like ancient vampires and you can become this thing called vampire lord which is basically like dracula on like you can, on like steroids you can fucking fly yeah you can also fly which is pretty cool and uh it gives you the best companion ever because she is actually like a part of the quest line, so she can't, can't be killed. <laughs> Unlike every other companion in that game, hmm. so it, it's uh, it, yeah, it's great. And Tom is right. Like before, before Dawnguard, there was just 
vampirism in like becoming a vampire in Skyrim. She's like, uh, whatever, you know. Ooh, Not that special. Vampire. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't even special. Being a werewolf though, super rad. Yeah, guys yeah, are all about this werewolf thing. It was. It's awesome. You can be it like at like a level five. Being a like werewolf. In the second time you go to being a werewolf is probably the coolest thing I've ever done in a video game. Mm-hmm. Is be be a werewolf in Skyrim. Um, you transform into a massive killing machine and go to town. Okay, so that is us talking about the division. Yeah, the division. Attaboy. Honestly, like I, I'm gonna look in like because like honestly like because we talked because we did talk about a little about the division and I'm looking at it here on Steam it's still like forty five dollars. Yeah, on yeah, even on sale, it's worth like, it. To be honest, worth it. Yeah, I'm. I'm I bought it. At 60. I might look Maybe into it. Like yeah, that's true. <laughs> I bought. That's why I know I have the legendary edition because I bought it on PC the day it fucking came out for sixty dollars. Okay, pal. I'm hardcore. Anyway, yeah. let's talk about Harry, Harry Potter. How are you, Potter? You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> oh, except we get to drop all the Britishness because we're now talking about America houses. America. I was reading a whole thing uh, about the, how there's the no Brexit way there would houses. just be one American house. Like the South would would form its own house, and then like you know, there, then there's the one in the new one, which is in Massachusetts, and that would be like the elite preppy one. And there'd be someone forming one out on the West Coast that's like chill. And then some of the houses choose to leave the House Union in uh, Britain. And... Where is the Ilver Ilvermorny? Il, Il, Ilvermorny is in Massachusetts. Ah, Boston. Near Baston. I did not get an exact. All of the cool I'm things. I'm pretty sure it's near Baston. All of the cool things in this world exist near Baston. That's where Fallout 4 takes place. And Marky Mark. And and the Funky Bunch, as it were. <laughs> um, so uh, we got oh, some yeah. houses, names, and some backstory in on, in on that. Uh, we learned a bunch about how it was founded by a bunch of white dudes, even though it's based, <laughs> based on... <laughs> So hear me out. Based here, on other white dudes. No, no, no hear me out. Uh, it was the the American Harry Potter school was founded. That's terrible. The American Wizarding School, there we go, was founded by a bunch of white dudes, even though it's all appropriated from Native American culture. It's pretty accurate. <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway. Real. I can't determine if this is a real place or not. Uh-huh. Uh, Ilvermorny is located on Mount Greylock in uh, Berkshire County in western Massachusetts. It sounds like a real place. Adam, can you pull that up and check real Looking quick? Looking at it right now. Thank you. Mount Greylock. Is it a real place? Mount Greylock Peak in Adams, Massachusetts. Yes, so it is actually, they've given an actual location. Unlike um, Hogwarts, which is somewhere in Scotland, maybe. Yeah, because they uh, because they take a train to get there. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's actually literally in the northwest corner of Massachusetts. Oh, there you go. Nowhere near Baston. Not a, well, I mean, Mass- all of Massachusetts is near Baston. That's true. Because Massachusetts is a tiny ass state yeah. compared to the, us who live live in the Titan that is Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's. Can you imagine though? Like, I think about that with both Hogwarts and with now Overmorny. Think about like before. Well, no, I guess it wouldn't matter. Never mind. I was trying to think, because like, they take the Hogwarts Express to get to Hogwarts, and that takes like a, like almost like eight hours or something, like almost a whole day, it seems, based on, you know, because they always get there at night. And because I imagine having to do that before there was trains, but then I think, well, wait, <laughs> they can just fucking magic their way there. I don't understand why don't they, they don't do that. And that was going to be my follow-up, is why <laughs> they don't just do that. I guess to just give them a chance to see the countryside. Because fuck you, uh, you can't use magic no. until you literally put your foot on the door. Well, no, no, no. But like you know, they could they have things like the flu powder network where they can just like put it in a fireplace and walk straight through. Yeah, I'm actually reading some of the history of Mount Greylock, and actually it is very interesting. Uh, here's a little excerpt. By the mid 19th century, improved transportation to the region attracted many visitors to Greylock. Among them were writers and artists inspri- inspired by the mountain scene, uh, including Nathaniel Hawthorne. Hmm. William Collard Bryant, Oliver Wendell Holmes, Herman Melville, and Henry David Thoreau. All wizards. All wizards. Probably. I, I believe Henry, Henry David Thoreau was a fucking wizard. Herman Melville had to be a wizard because how... Because he... look at that beard. How did he look, ever... Look at it. Look at it. Look yep. at the beard. How did he ever keep his own attention through writing Moby Dick? <laughs> I'll never know. <laughs> Damn, dude. I made an egregious error in childhood. Oh. Um, I wrote a book report on Moby Dick. Yeah. Uh, having only ever read the picture book version of Moby Dick. Uh, fuck that book. Everything about that book. Fuck that book. 
Uh, I understand Tom, I that it is a classic work of art. Uh, there are four chapters about Blubber. In all fairness, and they're all like fifty-page chapters. And you've described my feelings on the old man in the sea. Oh, and also a tale of two cities, and oh. also Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Citizen Kane, Jonathan, Jonathan Livingston Seagull. That's how I feel about that. Yeah. No, I uh, I was forced as a child um, to do book reports over the summer by my parents, specifically Ugh. my father, uh, and so like I just grew to hate that book because like Aww. i didn't want to read it and i'm sure if like i would have waited and read it as an adult i would have been like hmm this is an interesting look about a person's experience at the sea and now i'm just like no fuck that book and fuck ernest hemingway uh i, I want to interject um speaking of books uh uh ellie wiesel just passed away who ellie wiesel he's the guy who wrote night it was his uh, first-hand accounts of surviving through the holocaust oh jeez yeah it, it was it was. It's an amazing book, and I suggest you get a read. But yeah, he was, I think, 97? 87. 87? So, Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, 87. So, anyway. Sorry, you have the Harry Potter. Ilvermorny. 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 Morony. Ilvermorny has four, cla- four classes. There are four classes. You can level them up as you choose. Uh, four houses. No, don't don't mislead people. This is not four houses. I'm sorry, it was a mistake. Horn serpent, puck, wudgie, wampus, and thunder cougar falconbird. <laughs> Thunderbird, Thunderbird is the, Thunderbird. the last one. It's named after a Pontiac, so that's cool. Thunder cougar falconbird. No, what? <laughs> Have you ever seen the Futurama? No. It's like it's like a sports car that the guy tries uh, goes to sell to Amy. He's like, then you want to buy the Thunder Cougar Falconbird. <laughs> Uh, so, like, on Pottermore, uh, they have a sorting ceremony. I got sorted. Robert got sorted, I am. I got sorted as well. Ooh, this is saucy. I actually don't know what yours is. I know what his is. So, what Robert, is mine? Yeah. Uh, you are Wampus. I am Wampus. You are Caddy Wampus. I am. You are a, a Wampus. Wampus. And you are a horned serpent. I am a yes. horned serpent. I am also a Wampus. Get wrecked. <laughs> Robert and I are Matthew. House, Robert and I are house buddies. Um, um, Matthew, did you, did you, did, you know, no, you didn't. Horn serpent. Your Matthew is also oh, a horn, horn serpent. serpent. Man, all the cool people. Hey, you and Adam are in the same house. So congratulations. Yeah, buddy. But yeah, oh, Tom and I, <laughs> Tom and I are both uh, Overmorning house and, buddies and, and Slytherin house buddies. Yep. God, you are a fucking Slytherin. <laughs> I am snakes for life. I am a Hufflepuff, and I'm 100 percent okay with that. Oh my god, the tunnel snakes! The fucking tunnel snakes! Yes. What? <laughs> fucking Fallout Three. Uh, <laughs> no, wait, wait. So wait, you're a horned serpent, which is like, in my opinion, the equivalent of like Ravenclaw. Yeah. And then you're also a Hufflepuff. Yeah. What an interesting combo. Yeah. So is Matt. Someone apparently. made a chart, and we'll have to throw this in the show notes. It's how the new houses of Ilvermorny are really just the hybrid houses of Hogwarts. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, uh, yeah. It was like so. We're the Horn Servers, Ravenclaw. I'm gonna, uh, it, I'm gonna find it real quick. I think Thunderbird is Slytherin. No, 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 no. How they're not like oh. how each one is a combo of the other two. Like if if oh, it was if oh, it was a right, Venn diagram, right, right, yeah. they would be what's in between. I would assume that. I think I did Wampus, see that. Based on you and I, I would assume that Wampus is then a combination of Gryffindor and Slytherin. Uh, let's find out. Harry Potter. Yeah, more or less. I mean, I'm just saying that's what makes sense to to me because I the fucking Pottermore sorting the Pottermore sorting quizzes are weird as shit. Uh, the because you feel like questions? they're asking you a bunch of unrelated things. Yeah, they're like they're like you are walking through the woods. You see a bunny. What do you do? And then it's always like cuddle it, leave it alone, murder right. it, eat its so, face. <laughs> it's just like, all right, so you are horned serpent. Yes. Which according to this, this is not official at all. This is just someone's idea uh, that uh, horned serpent is a combination of Ravenclaw and Slytherin. Mm. Uh, and then let's see. Wampus is a combination of Gryffindor and Slytherin. Yep. But e- but even still, like and um, Puckwudgie is Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff, and Thunderbird is Hufflepuff and Gryffindor. <laughs> well, here's the story about how apparently apparently Puckwudgie is so much worse than Hufflepuff because I know I know a bunch of people that I saw that were like, oh man, I got sorted into Puckwudgie. No, I say that's not because like because we don't know enough about the houses other than Puckwudgie is about the heart and is for geared towards healers from. Uh, 
that's uh, an extent of what we know really about these houses. Yeah, I'm like from what I read for Horned Serpent, it was uh, it's like the sor- the wizard that favors the mind and right. like mind seeks and knowledge. So basically, the combination of Hufflepuff and Horned Serpent is how I would imagine myself in the Harry Potter universe, well, just like a friendly what adventurer, you, just chronicling. But adventures. to be clear, it's not that the wizard favors the mind; is that it is the Horned Serpent creature favors the mind. So it and, eats brains. No. <laughs> oh my god! This is on me. No. What, what I legitimately think is happening with all of this stuff is that like J.K. Rowling is basically giving us personality tests. Yeah, but yeah like, 100, the, that's end, 100% what it's always No, but I'm been. saying, like, at the end of all of this, oh. we'll be able to look at all of the houses we've been sorted to, and it's like a fucking diagram of our personalities. Yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, it's, I mean, it's already what's uh, happening. Like, you and I, we're, we've been friends our whole lives. We notice that we are similar enough in our personality that the combination Slytherin-Wampus uh, makes perfect sense. Like, that's exactly the type of people that we are. Uh, whereas Matt is very clearly a Hufflepuff. He's oh particularly good at finding things. I'm a You're a puffle wuff. You're loyal. <laughs> you're pretty. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of fun stuff comes out of this whole Ilvermorny thing. I definitely, if I remember correctly, it definitely has something to do with the fact that this movie is coming out soon. But going back real quick, the reason that I see, I think people are getting uh, upset about being sorted into Puckwudgie uh-huh. is because what the fuck is a Puckwudgie? No one knows. Like, the only reason I know is because I looked at the article. It's basic, it is essentially the North American version of the Goblin. Um, how about this? What is the it, fuck is what? a, what is a Wampus? Uh, it is a magical panther cat. I know what a Wampa is. I don't know what a Wampa <laughs> is. No, it's a, uh, it's a magical panther. That's Cat. it? Yeah. Oh, dude, we're Panthers. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. The Thunderbird, uh, and again, these are all based off, like, mostly Native American folklore. Thunderbird um, is Zapdos, so get the fuck out of here yeah, with Thunderbird. that. No, I mean, <laughs> it is. It is it, oh, no, it's actually really cool. That's a I, I said this in the I said this in the video and in and in the article, but the Thunderbird is a, in is folklore, a is a magical bird. Oh, wait, I might be getting this backwards. In the Harry Potter canon, it is a magical bird that generates storms as it flies. That is actually correct. There's a, there's so a large... Wait, it is literally Zapdos. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. There's a there's a large um, cool. uh, there's a large bit of story that involves uh, Thunderbirds in uh, American gods. Oh, and, yeah? it's, and it's like the exact way like uh, the Native Americans were. They, they were like storm birds that like rode on the clouds. Kaka, but, um, kaka, motherfucker. I, I looked at I looked up what a puckwudgie is, and it looks like a short version of Blanca from Street Fighter. Yeah, it's accurate. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we're done talking about Harry Potter. Um, so we're done. never done talking about Harry. No, nope, we're done for right now. Uh, we're gonna click to another ad, and then when we come back, we're gonna rabble on about some more nonsense. Uh, we're gonna talk about Android, like the Android saga. Crunchyroll is a service dedicated to giving you the latest anime from Japan. We talked to Nicole from Vancouver, who's been subscribed for over two years. Here's what they had to say: The quality of everything is always superb. It makes it so I don't have to like go to the dingy corners of the internet to try and find the things that I want to watch. When it came to getting the latest shows, Nicole was pretty impressed. Honestly, their selection is really good when it comes to newer and more obscure anime. And why is that? Because you have access to nearly all of them from Crunchyroll. And there you have it. Go to commongeek.tv slash affiliates to get your own free two-week trial for Crunchyroll. And we're back. I hope you enjoyed that Crunchyroll advertisement. I know I did. Adam, how about yourself? I did as well. Oh, I also really so like Crunchyrolls. Like, it's super... Anyway. Hey, rolls are uh, great. So, we're going to go talk about Anadroid. An- an- Anadroid? Anadroid. Horned roger, serp- Roger. Horned serpents and wampuses and anadroids. So, Android. Uh, <laughs> uh, they officially announced the name of Android N, uh, which I believe... Didn't they put that up to a vote? Not a vote. Um, I actually contacted someone from Google about this, uh-huh. and so it was. They took suggestions, uh-huh. and so they got millions of different suggestions, uh-huh. and ultimately they said that the team chose. Like they said that kind of at the at Google I/O when they announced it, uh-huh. is that they were opening it for submissions, and that they were going to filter out bad submissions, and ultimately the team made the decision. Uh, well, wasn't I, it that they they chose the highest? non-branded no uh, i mean they specifically nougat which is what they chose is the was the uh one of the highest non-branded is what they said right. 
um, but not that it was the highest, and not that it was the, specifically the highest non-branded. Not for nothing, but like, and even though it was, even if it was branded, why does it matter? Because they clearly didn't give a shit about branding previously. That is they, true. They maybe partnered they, with Hershey's <laughs> to do the Kit Kat. Yeah, yeah, maybe they didn't want to have. Maybe that. Maybe that proved to be more of a hassle than it was worth. Yeah, maybe. I'd have to. We'd have to, to be fair, that. yeah, it is just the name of an operating system. It doesn't really matter yeah. at the end of the day. Then like, obviously, digging when, digging back up, wasn't there that whole uh, lawsuit with uh, Lucasfilm over the use of Droid? No, they no? got they had uh, Motorola had express permission. From, oh, that was Motorola. Was that okay? Motorola and Verizon specifically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Verizon has enough money that they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah, Android is not a branded term. Yeah, um, Droid is, and that's where they got. That's what it was, yeah. 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 Droids came from, specifically, if you actually watch a commercial for a droid phone, it says at the bottom, droid, copyright, Lucasfilms, LTD. Huh. Like, they they borrow it from Lucasfilms. Unlike yeah. unlike how you can't name anything with Sky in it, apparently. Oh, no, yeah. Disney, because, no, or else Sky TV in England uh, um, will uh, will sue you. Not that they have money anymore, though. Hashtag Brexit. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> So what were you going to say, Robert? Just that, um, so they went with Nougat, and that they actually didn't confirm this at the time, uh, but through a video description, we updated the article, through a video description on YouTube announcing Nougat, um, it says that it will be version 7.0, because that was never made clear if it was going to be like 6.3 or, or 5. I'm really glad it's 7.0. Any uh, particular reason? I like new I like new OSs. The, like, pro- the problem you're going to run into, though, is the way that Android is anymore, it literally... Android hasn't done like a major overhaul since like 2.5. Yeah. Like well, it's been, it's basically no, just, I'd say 4.0. 4.0 is the last. That like, was uh, yeah, Honeycomb. Everything since that has been just iterative. Yeah. I mean, and that's not I a mean, bad there thing, are some but... really cool new features. Like, I still really like the picture in picture, or split, that's picture picture, split screen option that they're having with, uh, with Nougat. The thing, the thing well, that so, Samsung's been doing for fucking yeah, but I, a year. Well, you know, this is always. I mean, I always like stock Android way better than any TouchWiz or any of the other add-ons that the other companies do. I always feel that they because they change the look of Android. They not only change the features, they change the look of it to a way that just feels, in, in my opinion, typically more childish. It depends. Um, With a name like Nougat, Motorola's Motorola's. Um, not technically Android. Android thing is yeah. usually very good. Yeah. Uh, pretty close to actual stock. Oh yeah. Although lately they have just been been like, yeah, stock, stock, stock. Yeah. Because <laughs> stock is. I think the problem is that stock didn't used to be that great. Yeah. And then yeah. once they started doing the Nexus line, they're like, we really got to make stock good so that people stop feeling the need to change everything about us. Yeah. Now, good. Now that being said, customization is good. The ability for the user to make changes and do whatever they want is fine. I just want what I'm given to be a blank slate to start from. Yeah. To be like, I want to do this. Yeah. Back to the uh, the submissions. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually a little upset that it wasn't named uh, Android McAndroidstein. <laughs> Is that actually on there? <laughs> no, but you remember the research boat? They they left it to the internet to decide the name of it. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Oh, Bodie no, it was McBoat. Bodie McBoatface. Sorry, yeah, Bodie Android McAndroidface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. But, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, millions of submissions, though, for that worldwide. So that's, like, million, from what I understood, millions of different ones. Millions of mm-hmm. legitimate ones, I would hope. Hopefully. <laughs> and everyone wanted Nutella. I mean, come I on. did. I legitimately was. I was really kind of hoping. I mean, you know, yeah. it is what it is. I love Nutella. It's my favorite. It's but uh, they, I could eat that thing by the freaking bucket full. Do, do you? Take it out with your hands. Yeah. Just shove your face in it. Yeah, exactly. So they, I, they chose a really interesting way to uh, unveil us, didn't they? Oh, uh, Snapchat. Yeah, through Snapchat. I was like completely like, what? <laughs> First off, they used their Twitter account to say, go follow us on Snapchat where we'll make the announcement. I mean, it, it's I guess it's like kind of a trendy thing to do announcements on Twitter to like nowadays. Uh, I mean, usually, I've seen a lot of announcements. I've seen announcements come on Twitter. See, that's the thing is normally I see announcements come through uh, either. Usually, I would say from Google, it's usually through YouTube. Yeah, most of their stuff is through YouTube, mm-hmm. which is then filtered through their other social media platforms. Yeah, but with this, they actually did it like they did it on Snapchat, and then like thirty minutes later, put it on uh, Twitter and I think Facebook. So yeah, that's that's that was definitely strange, and I see the um the little droid there standing on some nougats. Yeah, that, I mean, if, if you go if you go to the Google nougats. campus, and I and I wrote part about this was there's a bunch of different statues for I think everyone since Eclair. 
It might even be Cupcake. They might even have one back. To, but it's like a statue of the Android logo surrounded by or holding whatever the type of dessert they chose was. So they had marshmallow, jelly beans, um, and now they have nougat. And that was how they did it. They basically had a big tarp over it and they unveiled it. Also, there was a bunch of corgis there. Because the internet loves corgis. I mean, yeah, but like literally, they're like, they're showing you a tour of the campus, and then they're like, oh, and here's the crowd that's gathered, and here's some of the corgis in the crowd. And I was just like, what? Corgis are awesome. I saw. No, no. Does Google just have a policy where you can just bring your dog to work? I mean, sure. oh, fuck you, they probably Google do. Google has like a, an arcade room. They I mean, also like, have showers and a gym. Yeah, and it's so good. Cool. I, go I, wonder, I wonder if they have beds. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Hopples you can too. never leave. Um, that's what we're that's what we're not seeing. We're seeing all this cool stuff, and we're not realizing it's actually like a labor camp. <laughs> all right, so I don't I don't want to get off on this tangent too much because um, I'm sure you have things you want to speak about. But I was reading a thing about when Google Plus was announced, yeah, and how basically Facebook like was the first time they ever felt that they had like legitimate competition. So they went into literal like fucking lockdown mode. Like no one was allowed to leave. Wow. Like you need to tell you need to call your family because you're not coming home for a while. They had like designated like they could come over for a few hours on the weekends to for their, their families were allowed to come visit them at the office. Uh-huh. Like they were not allowed to leave. They were like for? I want to say like a month. Like they were like we're going to figure out how to take care of this. Oh wow. I mean, Zuckerberg was having like none of Google's shit. <laughs> well, I, not to be not not for nothing. I think that the, I feel bad because those people wasted their lives for nothing. Because from the outset, there was no universe where Google Plus was ever going to even come close. Yeah, you think? I legitimately do think that. Yeah, because like I mean, so nice. you think they would have like? Do you think if they would have done nothing, it would have turned out the same way? Yeah, probably. Not maybe not nothing, but like very little. Because here's the thing. You, we always do tend to forget because we are a very Android-focused house. Mm-hmm. Most of the people in this world don't give a fuck about Google. Like they like use Google to search for things. I mean, they have the largest number of phones out there. Like yes, but that doesn't mean anything because oh. our ghetto-ass neighbor can have like a shitty twenty-dollar Android phone. Right. I think that in my experience, most of the people that I know that have an Android phone mm-hmm. have a crappy touch phone. You know, like one of those you buy it in a box at the grocery store. It's kind a burner of cell phone. Phones. Yeah. Whereas, like you people like us, yeah, we obviously have real Android phones that we actually really care about, like something like that. But like the random Joe schmo down the street doesn't give a shit about Google because they have like a really shitty out of a box Android phone because they don't want to pay $500 for either an iPhone or a real Android phone. Like, that's why I hate that. I hate when people say that like, Oh yeah, well Google has the most number of phones ever. And it's like, yeah, but they all suck. Mm hmm. Not like, really. Not I, in would my say, I would say like 50, the majority of them do. The majority of them. Well, here's the thing. The, the like majority of the the low end mass produced ones. But if we're gonna go with that outlook, think about it this way: like we would call those crappy phones because they can't do what we want them to do. If it can do what the other person, like if it does all their needs just fine, it's not a crappy phone. Yeah, but I, but what I'm saying is like it. it the the status of the phone is not what I'm. What my You're point is. Like, my think, point is is that like us, the power users, mm-hmm. we care about the Google environment. Right. The random average person mm-hmm. doesn't even know there is a Google environment. They know that like you have can have a Gmail email. I'm just saying Gmail can, is also like the biggest email in the world. So like yeah. there are a lot of people that are connected to Google. Yeah, but it's not in the same way. Like it's a different thing because all those people have like their Twitter and their Facebook already. I legitimately do think that there's no universe where Google could have swept in and shook up the social media. I mean, they did, though. Like, Facebook made changes based on how Google did their UI and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, like, there like was... They, they, they were, took right. features from Google Plus to keep people from leaving. To be fair... I don't think... But Facebook, Facebook take, is hemorrhaging users all the time. Well, to, to be fair, Facebook takes things from everywhere. Like, when yeah, they took... I'm not saying four, it's a bad thing. When they took, like, the whole Foursquare concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, they look at their competition and make changes because they don't want to lose people because they're already losing people without even... Without other new competition coming, Facebook loses people, like, every day. I believe that. But, again, my statement... My statement is simply that I don't think that there was ever a chance that... They they were going to lose their user base to Google. Yeah, I didn't think I they were going to. I'm just saying there are still people on Google Plus. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. still there's uh, still people uh, on Google Twitter. Plus is like still like a Twitter is smaller than Google Plus. Oh wow, really? Yeah, people don't realize like how small Twitter actually is. I love Twitter. Twitter so do I. Twitter, I love yeah. Twitter. I don't even. I barely even use Google Plus anymore. 
Yeah, I hate. I regardless, I just I don't know. I think it's shitty that they had to like do all of that because I do legitimately think that there was no force. Well, I'm in just the saying, like that was going to take. That was the first time they'd ever experienced real competition. And I think if Google had stayed on track and kept pushing against them, they could have done more. I'm just, I don't. I don't ever think they would have reached the billion Facebook users. But I think like they gave them. They could have given them a run for their money more. But they just they. It wasn't being successful fast enough, and I think that's why they they were like, well, this isn't going the way we wanted to. We're just going to start, start piecemealing it. And that's why Google Photos and Hangouts and all things are separate from it now. Yep, there is going to be no Google Plus here in another couple of years. It's going to be gone completely. That's a good possibility. Off the face I mean, of the earth. Google does tend to sunshine a lot of stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You said before the break there was something you want to talk about real quick. Oh yeah, um, before we get to that, I just want to uh, wrap up the Android talk quick of um, what have they announced, uh, Robert, have they announced any like uh, changes that the new OS is going to have versus what the current one has? I mean, there's a number of features that were announced back at Google I.O. There hasn't been any new features announced since then. I've been, I've been using the beta version mm-hmm. for a while. Uh, I've noticed that a lot of the apps are starting to update to accept it because, like, I couldn't get HBO Go to work. Like, it would just crash all the time. Uh, and I got an update recently, uh, so it works now. And also, I just noticed that uh, Netflix put their new updated icon on their app. Really? It, yeah, it, people got confused. It's just a new icon. The logo is staying the same. Yeah, huh. I've, I had that on my phone. Already. Interesting. Anyway, so okay, so new features, kind of just what we already talked about at I/O. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, picture in picture, a couple of new security things. Uh, nothing drastically overhauled, but enough additions to to definitely warrant a different version number, I believe. All right, all right. Go, Adam. What do you want? What do you want? You got a couple minutes here. So uh, I just wanted to talk about um, just recently. I had. After I finished Punisher Season 2, I was like, oh, man, what am I going to watch Daredevil now? Season 2. Yeah, did you say Punisher Season 2? Sorry, man. Yeah, wow. Daredevil <laughs> Punisher Season 0.5. Yeah. Yeah, 0.5. I, uh, I, started, I watched uh, Season 1 of Marco Polo on Netflix. Marco. Who plays Marco Polo in that? Anybody important? Uh, no one you know. Sorry. I will, I will look him up. For some reason, I thought it was the guy who played uh, Rob Stark on Game of Thrones, but now I'm thinking about it. It's definitely not the same guy. He also kind of looks like Jon Snow a little bit, but... He knows nothing. Uh, but no, Marco Polo, uh, if you don't know, I don't know how uh, historically accurate it is to no, Marco I don't Polo's know story. At all. But uh, so Marco Polo gets left in the care um, of uh, Kublai Khan mm-hmm. and Kublai Khan trains him and to learn the ways and everything and has him join him in battle and siege uh, of uh, China. But who plays Marco Polo? Marco Polo is played by Lorenzo Richelme? For anything else specifically? A bunch of Italian stuff. That's the name of what he was in, a bunch of Italian stuff? No, no, it's literally just a bunch of Italian shows. Oh, okay. So he is... He was in one episode of Borcha. Oh, okay. But he's a relatively new... Yeah, it looks like he got his start back in 2008. Yeah, to American audience, yeah, he's fairly new. Oh, interesting. Um... I, it's a great show. Yeah, I, I heard it was really good. I just haven't... I have so many things on my queue that I haven't watched. Like, I still need to finish uh, House of Cards season four? I need, I need to start that. House of Cards, current season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also... Uh, Orange is the New Black just came out, like, a week and a half ago. Thank God I don't care about that show. <laughs> Why not? It's I, so I, good. I just don't... I could not... I watched, like, a couple episodes, but I just could not... Okay, so you tried, Yeah, least. I could not bring myself to care. Which makes me happy, because I would hate to have so much more I have to watch in my life. There there are some... I uh, turn into you. Oh, uh, for... <laughs> No, I think he means me. You. Yeah, no. Yeah, he's always like, oh, I have so much to watch. Oh. I, I sadly haven't even it's true. started. true. I have like five hours of YouTube. Actually, uh, season two of Marco Polo just premiered yesterday. Or, oh, yes. sorry, not yesterday. Uh, Friday. Hey. Oh, okay. So nice. that's on Netflix now, and I'm looking at some of the other actors that are in it. The guy who plays Kubla Khan, uh, Benedict Wong, has been in uh, things like The Martian, Prometheus. Never seen either of those films. Uh, well, yeah, you haven't seen Prometheus? The movie's been out for like one, two, three. I didn't hear good four things. years. Oh, dude, I love Prometheus. I think he's yeah. awesome. Okay. It's a prequel to Aliens. I, I'm aware. Yeah, it's the prequel to and a even, much better movie. And they're making a sequel. It'll be a sequel to the to prequel, prequel to, a, to much a much better movie. Yeah. Um. No, pre- Michael. And they're also I've working on Alien Covenant too. I, huh? They're working on an, another Alien film. And Wait, where's my Predator? It'll be a sequel, sequel to a much better. They're movie. They're also making another Predator movie. I know when, where, now. Oh, I, I need it. Is it going to be good? Anthony Bro or what's his name? Adrian Brody won't be in it. Oh. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you're enjoying them. Oh, it's great. I recommend watching it. 
All right. Uh, we're going to wrap up. Okay. I just, just got a signal from Matt in the booth that we're okay. getting ready to leave here. All right. I one thing I want to say. It had better be the fastest thing anybody's ever said. So Game of Thrones season six just ended. All right. And they've uh, announced no that spoilers. there are specifically uh, 15 episodes left for the series. Yep, two seasons Ooh. left. Yep, a seven episode and an eighth episode. Yay. Which means I only have to be subscribed to HBO for two months at a time. There you go. <laughs> I, I'm interested in the saga of Jimmy Whispers. <laughs> anyway, all right, we're done. Uh, Robert, hit us with social media. Uh, of course, you can find us on our website at commongeek.tv. And... If you're listening to this on iTunes, which you probably are, uh, give us a rating. Uh, five stars is always great, and we want to know what we can do better on. On Twitter and Facebook, you can find us at Comic Geek TV and tweet at us using the hashtag CGRT um, to let you know what let us know what your thoughts are on Marco Polo or any of the things Marco. we talked about. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at RC Byler. Tom, I am on Twitter at TBOJR and Adam. I am on Twitter and Facebook at Adam El Jefe. Jefe. All of that can be found in the show notes, and you can also sign up for our newsletter at commongeek.tv slash newsletter. All right. This episode was edited by our friend Nathan Mace. Um, it was produced by our friend Matt Lee in the booth. Woo! Thank you for your woo, sir. Thank you, Ric Flair. I've been trying to train him not to do that. And make it- <laughs> I make it so But Ric Flair! Uh, he, in this episode, was directed by myself, Tom Van Orden. Our affiliates for this episode were DreamHost and Crunchyroll, of course. You know how Marco Polo, like, traveled around the world, right? Mm-hmm. We must have, back in the 16th, 16th century, I should say, it must have been very difficult for him to call his mom. Considering that she's been dead since he was six. Damn. Hey, uh, audience, call, call your mom. <laughs>